More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut Wednesday, March 16th edition of the program. Zelensky addressed uh, both houses of Congress this morning via video teleconference. We'll discuss what he wants, what the likely outcome of this will be, plus oil prices, inflation, still a huge mess of the Biden administration. Can they get it under control? And Mitt Romney, the only GOP senator who votes to keep mask mandates going on planes because he's the absolute worst. The absolute worst. I'm going to break it all down for you here in just a moment. You've heard me talk about Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. His products are amazing. And MyPillow is an incredible company. You got to check out all their products. But you know this, uh, your towels get gross. They kind of get all you know, stringy and rough, you got to replace your towels. So when was the last time you replaced yours? Well, you can get now the set from Mike Lindell, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically $109.99. For a limited time, you get this set for as low as $39.99 when you use promo code BUCK. That's right, folks. Six different towels, six-piece towel set here. You got to check it out. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials to get this insanely low price of $39.99 on the towel set. With the promo, you'll also get a copy of Mike Lindell's book free with your purchase. Remember, enter promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener specials. Get this price of $39.99 on the towel set. Make sure you enter promo code BUCK. Six-piece towel set, $39.99. Promo code BUCK. Go for it. All right, so Zelensky addressed the United States uh, Congress this morning. And he's saying, first off, he wants us to close the sky. And by that, he means a no-fly zone. And if we won't do that, he says, give us more anti-aircraft like the S-300 system. That's actually a Russian system. Give us more uh, anti-aircraft. Give us perhaps the switchblade drones that some of you might be familiar with from Iraq and Afghanistan use uh, and help us with all the tools that you can possibly muster 
so that we can defeat this Russian aggression. I mean, that's the basics of what he was saying this morning. He also invoked 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. I'll just tell you, at the end of the speech, he spoke in English, and I thought that was, and was, that's why he saved it till the end, but I, I wish he had spoken in English the whole time, because speaking through a translator was just not as powerful theater. They also had a video showing the atrocities going on right now in Ukraine. This is meant to be, understand this, emotionally compelling such that we make a decision based upon the emotion of the moment, we as a country. And we've been giving Ukraine munitions. We can give them more. I think there is an interesting debate on whether or not giving Ukraine MiGs is a good idea and would even change very much. But we have to draw a line at getting into a war ourselves with Russia. And this is a country that just invaded a neighbor that is very similar, that was thought of as a brother or sister country for a very long time by the Russians. And they are leveling its cities and firing missiles at hospitals. So given what the Russian military has been willing to do up to this point, on what basis would we say it's just too much to even think that they would use a tactical nuclear weapon, for example? It's too much to even think that they would escalate dramatically by uh, attacking planes in Ukrainian airspace with either their own surface-to-air missiles, the S-300, S-400, S-500, SAM systems that Russia developed and and has plenty of capability with, or with their own planes. Now, I would ask you, let's say we do have a Russian, or rather a a Ukrainian no-fly zone. Let's say we were to do this. Um, I would want to know, does that mean that they engage targets on the ground? What happens when Russian ground targets fire at our no-fly zone, at, at the planes that we would have in the sky? Do we, do we engage then Russian targets on the ground? The rules of engagement would have to be, yes, you have to allow people, you have to allow your armed forces self-defense. So now you're talking about engaging ground targets. Well, then, once you've done that, how are you not at war? Once you're firing missiles at targets on the ground, never mind targets in the sky... Aren't you at war with that country? Aren't you a belligerent, a combatant? This is what I think people that are advocating for a no-fly zone either haven't thought through or certainly haven't thought through enough. We We do not want to get into a war here for a country that, as many have pointed out, is not America and is not American key national security interest. We have a defense department. We do not have a make war on behalf of anyone anywhere around the world who has been attacked department. And I understand that right now this can sound this can sound harsh. But I would also remind everybody that from the very beginning, very beginning, some of us, myself included, have been warning that this is going to be much more difficult. Sure, we want to stay out of a war. Everyone wants to stay out of a war until the bombs start falling on civilians and the hospitals are collapsing And the children are turned into refugees or orphans or worse. Everybody wants to stay out of war until that happens. It's when you see the horrors of war and you see that it is, in fact, the most hellish thing that human beings can endure that all of a sudden you are driven by emotion to make very different decisions. And I would hope that we can avoid doing that. Because if you think what we're seeing right now in Ukraine is bad, imagine if this turned into a broader conflagration involving Russia, perhaps even bringing in Iranian uh, Iranian military action on their behalf to the Middle East to make things more destabilized, to just light the world on fire. The Syrians are already saying they're going to send 
soldiers into Ukraine on behalf of Russia. They've already offered to do this, whether that's actually going on or not, I want to look into. Um, but imagine what it starts to look like when we have Russian military feeling like they are now cornered, because I know that that's not how we would view it, but that's how they would view it. It's their home territory. It's not ours. Now they're cornered by United States uh, military and its NATO allies. What will they? What would Putin be willing to do then? Now, in the background of all this as well, let's understand that there's already negotiations uh, occurring here. The Kremlin has said, now I know this is coming from the Kremlin, but this is being reported by Western news sources, that a neutral Ukraine along the lines of Sweden or Austria is being discussed at, uh, at talks to end the fighting in Ukraine. Uh, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov said, this is an option that's being discussed now, can be considered as a compromise. And neutrality is taking center stage at the talks. Moscow and Kiev were close to agreeing the wording of uh, of on neutrality. Rather, the two sides have held several rounds of negotiations aimed at finding common ground and bringing a halt to hostilities. So there's already discussion here. This is not jihadists who are looking to just murder absolutely everybody in a country because they hate them and their way of life. This is a vicious power play by Vladimir Putin who viewed this as in the national security and strategic interests of the Russian Federation. We can argue with that all day, but that's how he sees it. And there's something that he wants here. Now, if what he wants is a guarantee of Ukrainian neutrality, isn't that a price that we should be willing to encourage the uh, parties involved here to settle on so that the fighting actually stops? If it could stop the violence tomorrow, would a guarantee of Ukrainian neutrality be worth it? I would think the answer is yes. I know that right now that doesn't appeal to the emotions of folks who want a glorious Ukrainian resistance victory. We all like to side with the underdog. We all like to side with the person who is being bullied. And there's no question that Ukraine is the party here that's being bullied and much worse than that. But don't we want this to end as quickly as possible? Right. We're not talking about uh, Ukrainians According to the negotiations we've seen, they're not being marched off to camp somewhere. This isn't uh, this isn't a a campaign intended to ethnically cleanse Ukraine of all Ukrainians. Um, there there are times when fighting until the absolute very bitter end to the last man, the last person who can draw breath and raise a rifle should take up arms and continue to take up arms uh, arms against an aggressor. Think of World War Two. Think of other instances throughout history. This is not that. There are negotiations underway right now to end this thing. And afterwards, if we were to get it, then we could have a whole conversation about, okay, how do we get to this place? How do we stop this from happening again? What do we do so that Ukraine is powerful enough that it could defend itself from future aggression? All that could happen. Right now, the buildings are being hit with missiles. Right now, civilians are losing their lives trying to go get bread or milk at the store. So I want that to end as quickly as possible. I think we all want that to end as fast as possible. This is not about glorious narratives of resistance. This is not a movie. So there's already there's already engagement between the warring parties to try to bring this to a conclusion. And we should do everything we can to help get it there. Sure. Is raising the cost of Russia's invasion more likely to make them go to the negotiating table? Yeah. We want Russia to change its calculation so that ending the fighting is what they decide to do. 
escalation is the worst option because that then encourages Russia to continue and make worse the fighting. These are the these are the kinds of calculations that we have to make as outsiders to this who are increasingly being told we have to go all in and do more and more. I mean, how far do you think it is really from a no-fly zone to the U.S. flying airstrikes on behalf of Ukrainian defenders? And at that point, we're clearly belligerents, and Russia would view us as in a state of war. It's not far. That's why people have to be very careful about this. Let's talk about oil prices and inflation in a second here. One of the smartest actions you have to take to preserve the value of your savings account is to invest a portion of your savings in real gold. It's been proven to be the most consistent precious metal and commodity over time. In a year like the one we've had with inflation figures showing a 7.5% increase in a year's time and more of that coming our way this year, real gold is a form of protection. And buying real gold is made easy by the Oxford Gold Group. They also make it convenient and easy to take delivery of your purchase of real gold, too. Same kind of thing can happen with your IRA or 401k. Real gold and silver into your retirement accounts. The Oxford Gold Group will beat any competitor's price on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Call the Oxford Gold Group today to request your free precious metals investment guide by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keywords gold IRA. You'll receive your precious metals investment guide directly to your phone and get all your questions answered with one call to Oxford Gold. Simply dial pound 250 and say the keywords gold IRA. That's dial pound 250 from your phone right now and say the keywords gold IRA. I was just talking to my brothers about Oxford Gold and how they should get some gold and they're going to do it so given the way inflation's going you've got to take this stuff seriously you want to take action now and if you think that they're going to be able to fix all this stuff um they're not here is the former federal reserve vice chairman saying that uh there's a pretty tough situation emerging here economically where you could see stagflation start to emerge the fed is walking on a tightrope where indeed um, conversations around stagflation uh, are starting to emerge. Um, you put your finger on you know, the downside risk, which is dramatic move in oil prices. China, again, doing a lockdown, which is you know one of the engines of growth that remains in the world. Um, and so there are some people who are saying, gee, if the Fed's not careful, it could hike too much and inadvertently throw the U.S. Uh, into a recession. You see, math is ultimately the problem here. You put more currency into circulation and you create inflation. And now they're saying, well, if we raise the interest rate, that will help with the issue of inflation. But that also could perhaps trigger higher unemployment and a recession. What is stagflation for everybody out there? Just so we're all on the same page. A situation in which the inflation rate is high the economic growth rate slows and unemployment re- remains high. So you get un- high unemployment, slow economic growth, and high inflation. A lot of people without jobs, not a lot of growth out there, and the dollars that you have are worth less. That's a bad situation economically. That, that's, that's something that, as you see it play out, you can understand how that would be a lot of misery. And it's, it's astonishing that the Democrat Party, I mean, at this stage, we should be unleashing the energy sector. We should be saying, go crazy with those fossil fuels right now. Get it out there. Bring down the cost of everything. Export more. Give some real rocket fuel to the global economy, but to the U.S. economy, most importantly, 
by putting U.S. fuel out there as much and as fast as we possibly can. But you see, the Democrat Party is unfortunately enthralled to and dominated by left-wing climate change green energy lunatics. And as a result of that, they're unwilling to do the very straightforward things, the very basic things that could be done to help with oil production, to help with getting more fossil fuels out there. And there's obviously huge national security implications to this. I mean, here's Senator Ted Cruz. For economic and national security reasons, we want to just go take the dial to 11 on fossil fuel production domestically right now. And right now, Biden's emissaries are, are, are in Venezuela begging Maduro to sell us oil and are in v- Vienna trying to beg the Ayatollah in Iran to sell us oil. They want every enemy of America to get rich, to make billions to use to kill Americans. And the one people they don't want to actually ha- sell oil and gas are Americans that produce American jobs. It is literally, if you sat down and said, every enemy of America, let's help them, let's benefit them. Every friend of America, let's alienate them, let's undercut them, let's hurt them. Sean, you would not devise a different foreign policy than the one Biden and Kamala have put in place. There's a reason for this. We know what it is. They are dominated ideologically by the environmentalist, lunatic, Green New Deal left. They will freak out because they're religious believers in climate change in the Democrat Party. It doesn't matter that there's a war going on that we would have a stronger hand in helping bring to a close if we were in a better energy position. It doesn't matter to them that a lot of people are going to have less money to buy food at the grocery store because of inflation or their money is worth less. It doesn't matter to them that people are going to suffer, that unemployment might get higher, that stagflation could be on the horizon, that a recession could be on the horizon. They think they're saving the planet. We're saving the planet, don't you see? I mean, I take private jets, but you poors, you have to walk. That's the problem. You want to know what the issue is with the American energy sector? That's the problem. That and just the general hyper-regulatory madness of the authoritarian left would do this because we say so. We want control of this because we say so, which, which adds costs, tremendous costs through all kinds of regulation, not just in the energy sector, that you end up paying as a consumer. And there's no benefit to it other than the libs get to feel good about themselves. I feel good about myself. And this is what it is. They're the emotion party, the whiny, crybaby, don't think it through party. But if it feels good to them at the moment, at the time, if they get to be a part of the shouting herd, we're the good people, then they'll do it. Then they go for it. Then nothing else really matters to them. Mitt Romney, I'm I am embarrassed that I voted for this guy in 2012. I mean, it, it was the the lesser evil, but still not good. Mitt Romney voted against ending the uh, mask mandate on planes. Eight Democrats, eight Democrats went along with it. Mitt Romney votes against it. He is appalling. We will talk about this in just a moment. The tax filing deadline's a little more than a month away on April 18th this year. This filing deadline always brings out the IRS scammers looking to steal your refund and personal information. The most common scams take place on the phone or via email. Don't be fooled by scam artists offering to help you with a tax return. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the Internet. Could be as easy as buying an airline ticket or registering a child for summer camp. 
In an instant, a cyber criminal could steal what's yours, starting by obtaining your online information. Good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats. If they find you become a victim of identity threat, you'll have access to a dedicated restoration specialist who will help restore your good name and save you dozens of hours of contacting the right people in the process of fixing your problems. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to lifelock.com. Use promo code BUCK for up to 25% off. So they have an opportunity uh, to get rid of, well, at least the, the, the Senate votes to repeal mask mandates, thanks to Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky on public transportation. And the final vote was 57 to 40. Eight Democrats went in favor of it. Mitt Romney is such a clown, such a jackass. He votes against this. Why? He's really that much of a little virtue signaling clown? I, yes, he is. He was also out there, oh, I'm marching for BLM because I'm Mitt Romney and I really care about the plight of minorities in America's inner cities. Nobody believed that. But he thought it made him look good. So that's what mattered to him. Look, they've extended the federal mask mandate through April 18th, which is lunacy. Okay? L this is indefensibly stupid. Everyone's living their lives without masks on now everywhere else, unless they're crazy and they're suffering from a mass hysteria. But on planes, you have to mask up. Why? It makes no sense. But you see, for so many of them, this was always about how it makes them feel. How does it make them feel when they cast this vote? Romney says, oh, but it's it's not the Senate's job. We listen to health experts. Wrong. Wrong. The health experts work for the executive branch in an advisory role. It is the job of Congress on an issue like interstate travel in planes. It is the job of Congress to vote on this and to determine whether or not this should be done. And yes, it is moronic to make people mask up on planes, but at least it is a congressional thing. It's not a federal executive agency. The bureaucrats aren't supposed to do this. Mitt Romney is a coward. A coward. If you're wondering what I think about him. That's it for today, uh, team. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Shields high. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.